Welcome to Resilient Entrepreneurs, the podcast where we celebrate the stories of successful business people who have overcome challenges and setbacks to build thriving businesses. Today's podcast guest is busy challenging the status quo and redefining the mock sale experience right here in Bermuda. And of course, she's planning to go global. Frustrated by the lack of flavorful and unique mocktail options for the sober curious crowd, mixologist Davida O'Brien took matters into her own hands and created Vita Fusions, a ready-to-drink non-alcoholic beverage that captures the essence of Bermuda. Her background is in hospitality and tourism, and in fact, that's how I know Davida because we worked together on several projects for the Bermuda Tourism Authority over the last few years. Davida, welcome to Resilient Entrepreneurs. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We're really excited to talk to you today. And we know that Vita Fusions is a fairly new business. You sort of officially launched the company last year. So tell us, because we know that this is a journey, what does it take to start up a beverage business? Oh, wow. First, an idea, right? The idea of that you want to create a beverage and then get your butt in the kitchen. I get them and stop making those things and, and what that looks like. For me, it was just that I loved creating drinks and things like that when I bartend for people. And it's like, I don't know what I want, but I want this. And you try to create something based on their mood and, and what their favorites were. And so I was like, you know what? Why not? And that's what I did. And so I based it on my favorites. And here it is. Okay, that's part of my secret syrup that comes with. And then by then I was able to just mix different flavors with it, bring some Bermudian inspired things with it. And then it came to be what it is today. So excited about it. Vita Fusions, uh, Davida. So tell us what Vita Fusions means and what does it mean to you? Vita is part of my name as Davida and it's a Spanish name. And so Vita meaning life bringing life and joy and things like that. And then fusions is just a mixture of different flavors. And so I wanted to ensure that when you tasted it, you felt like it was fusion happening in your mouth. You couldn't really narrow down exactly what you're tasting. You have to keep trying to figure it out. You have to take more sips. And I believe I accomplished that when people taste it. And so that's how I got Vita Fusions. And just like anybody, who doesn't want to see their names in this bright spotlights? Good on you, girl. kind of corny but I was just like I would have roll with and so for me it's just about enjoying life creating life for you what does that look like you should be able to enjoy life the way that you want to and that comes with your beverages when you go out and you're enjoying your social life if you don't want to drink you should be able to do that and not feel some way about it either yeah I like that you went the non-alcoholic route it's very different and unexpected in a good way because as someone that's often been the designated driver or just didn't want to drink for an event I always feel like having to go to a bar and get like a big huge ginger ale always felt really awkward to be sitting there drinking that when instead of drinking something that was fresh and fruity and and looked as nice as my friends drinks like so what was your inspiration for going with creating a non-alcoholic drink? So there was a few things. So firstly, when you think about Bermuda, we have this stigma about, you know, Bermudians like to drink, which is the case and it's not the case. During this journey, I've met so many people that haven't had a drink in years or just don't care to drink or for whatever reason they don't drink. 
So for me, I did my beverage first started out as an alcoholic beverage, to be honest. And then unfortunately, due to a lot of rare tape, when it came to alcohol beverages, I was just like, I had to pivot. So everything that I made within the alcohol, I just flipped it to non-alcohol and said, let me try make a syrup. And then from the syrup became the flavors. And then I was like, I got something here. But then I also took my life into consideration and I was just like, I can't drink the same way that I used to. My favorite drink now literally gives me a headache. And the one drink that I stood away from when I was younger is the one that does me good now. (laughs) So I, I can't do the same. It takes me more time to, what is it, to get back on track after a night out from drinking, right? It's not just jump right up anymore. So sometimes when I go out, I'm sipping on one or I don't want any at all. But I want to be able to have something nice. I didn't want to just have to order a Shirley Temple. I wanted the glitz and the glam uh, that everybody else had as well. And so that's where between all of that came this. I started to research more. I realized that the Sober Curious movie was really popular and was moving in the UK and making strides in the US. Not so much here. I think our community is a little bit smaller. And that's just from a vocal standpoint. But in fact, the community is pretty large here too as well, but people just don't realize it. Yeah. And when you talk about the glitz and the glam, all of your marketing refers to some shimmer in your drinks. So (laughs) tell us what that's about. So again, right, when you think about having a non-alcoholic beverage, right, and I, I did, just so that we collect, so when people say mocktails, usually that's just mocking a cocktail. And I call mine non-alcoholic because I'm not necessarily mocking an alcohol beverage, I'm creating something new, which I call lifestyle beverages. And so basically, when you think of, when you look at Cosmos and you think of like the sex on the beaches, they come with all the pretty umbrellas or the fancy glasses. I was just like, well, if they're going to be serving my drink at a bar, then it needs to look just as good or stand toe-to-toe with theirs, right? And so basically I was like, we have these shimmers that you can add, which you can totally add on your own. But imagine if it just automatically has it, right? You don't have to think about it. So it's already picturesque for you automatically as soon as you get it you can go take pictures you can go with the sun you can do all of that and so I said you know what I'm gonna add the shimmer to it let's see how this goes Uh, and it's been a hit so it's been wonderful it's fantastic it works so well with your marketing and the whole Bermuda theme and I mean I know Bermuda's beautiful shimmering oceans at certain times of day and oh my goodness and it's so glitzy and glammy it's exciting So congrats on all of that. It's really, you're a marketing machine, Davida. (laughs) I learned a little bit from Laura. I learned a little bit. Oh, good on you. (laughs) Yes, I'm rubbing off. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a good, like I said, it's so far, it's been a good journey, but it's not been all glitz and shimmer. (laughs) It's definitely been hard work for sure. And I'm not out of the woods yet. (laughs) Yeah, so what what have been your biggest challenges? Ooh, time. When you're a single entrepreneur, there's there's not much you can hand off to everybody. So how are you balancing that? I'm also a full-time staff with BTA. I also am a parent of one. 
you know, so it's a lot to juggle at times, finding sleep, trying to make sure that you give a little peace to everybody, but also to yourself. Then you have multiple deadlines because when you get into programs and stuff like that, you have things to do. You have mentors and you're meeting with and yeah, it can be overwhelming, but I believe that it's worth it. I feel it within me that this journey is worth it. I feel like it's going to be something more than I can expect. The conversations that I have with people when they taste it, when they, or they're just talking about it, it really motivates me to just keep going. Because now I feel like I'm not doing it just for me or my son, which is something I would like to hand on for him. I feel like I'm doing it for everybody now, right? Because everybody's like, well, when is it coming out? I can't wait. I don't drink. I want to have something like this. And now I feel like, Okay, now I have to get it done. <laughs> I can't let them down. <laughs> yeah, I can't let them down, right? It's a good motivation. And nobody really wants you to see that you just didn't take those risks, right? And you just kind of just quit, just said, I'm not going to do it. I'd rather take the risk knowing that for whatever reason, if it didn't work, it didn't. But at least I tried. So you mentioned about mentorship. You've done some accelerator programs. Like what have those done for you? How have they sort of helped you progress? I was in Ignite for a whole different program. However, the information and education that I received up from it still walks with me today. And that I'm in BDC's Cohort 5 Entrepreneurship Program. And I graduate the end of June. The best thing from it is the networking. When I built Vita Fusions, I'm a huge believer on connections and networking. And so for me, it was like, again, with the shimmer, it was saying, like, if I put this in the drink, and you're there sitting at the bar and you have it, automatically somebody's going to say to you, what are you drinking? What is that? And then you spark this conversation. Next thing you know, you're exchanging numbers or you're on the dance floor together. And so you're meeting people, right? So it's all about building connections as well as building some inclusivity as far as being part of that social bond and life when you're out. And so building those networks and those connections are something that you cannot pay for. To this day, we still have group chats. We can call on, we can ask questions, we can assist. I'm there to always assist people as well. The knowledge is great. Just kind of letting you know what you should be looking at and what you should be doing, introducing to accounting persons and marketing and so on and so on. But again, I think it's the people, the people definitely. Isn't that what it boils down to? It's always about the human connection, right? That makes us who we are and helps, gives us the courage and gives us the inspiration. Very, very cool. So you said it wasn't all glimmer and shimmer. Were there there hard times? What was the hardest? I don't know if I could just point out one, but (laughs) I mean, there were definitely some hard times. Just from when you become an entrepreneur, Unless you're, I guess, I don't know, it's nobody who's perfect, but unless you just have, I guess, an amazing product or whatnot, I don't know a lot of people that just kind of just jump up and just be like, I've got it and don't have doubts. But I mean, at least I haven't met them yet, but it was definitely doubts. When you become an entrepreneur, that's your baby. You know what I mean? And so you, you, you're not ready to sometimes give your baby to others or let people into your baby because you don't know how they're going to be you know, how they're going to like it, if they're going to agree with you, if they're going to shut it down. And so it was nerve wracking. Doubts within itself can be overwhelming because you, you tell yourself so much that it can get you to either fall back or even give up. So that in a lot can, can hold a person down. And it did that for me at times. But 
again, just remember why I'm doing this, my why, which is for my son. My why is because um, I'm I'm providing connections to people and networking to people. My why, because I wanted to um, build an inclusive social life for people, it keeps me going. The struggle is finding, again, just being done, whether or not I have the again, the time to do it, it's just, it's just a lot, you know what I mean? Um, to, do I have enough time to give to this and give that? So being able to give myself grace at times, being able to champion my small wins, as small as they are, champion and get excited about it so that I keep refueling myself to keep moving forward. I don't think we do enough of it. I'm not perfect. So there are times I still fall short. And I'm so grateful for the friends and family that I have that support me to be able to say, no, what you're doing is great. Oh, no, you're doing that great job. Just those little incentives or comments, they help and to push me along. Um, but definitely there have been some struggles where I've cried. I just didn't want to do it or I took a week off and then regretted it. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I just couldn't take enough of you know, too much when you're battling again work and this. Like you sit there and you're like, I have a nine to five. I could just work there for the rest of my life. And then I remember, hold on, your goal is to work from a cruise ship. That's what I say. I say work from a cruise ship. And because working from a cruise ship means that I'm on my own time. I don't have to be in an office. I can do my work from anywhere. And I get to sit and enjoy the beautiful breeze and scenery as a work office. So I keep that vision. Every time I think I want to fall back into my home, I'm like, no, you want to be on a boat. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely hard work. And being able to have what your motivations are and what your whys are so that you can continuously reflect on them, I think helps to get through it. Okay, I'm coming with you on the cruise. We'll have adjoining rooms. We'll be drinking. You can party on the boat, okay? Every day, every day. In fact, I think that should be in your future, planning on launching in some sort of, because I think they're so perfect for cruising. Because honestly, we don't need to really be drinking on a cruise because being drunk on a cruise ship is not exactly fun. (laughs) Let Let me tell you, when you're an entrepreneur, it's just like, you know how you're a chef. And you sometimes my sister's a chef. And so sometimes I don't want to eat up with her because she take keeps that chef hat on every time, right? And so for me, everywhere I go, I see opportunity. I see opportunity where people who don't want to drink are not being part of the conversation. You go through the airport and there's just total bars and I just have a glimpse of the menu and I'm like, hmm, interesting. Or I see these specific type of bars and I'm like, hmm, interesting. So I have plotted on everything where I was just like, yep, we're going to pop up here. We're going to pop there and here and everywhere. And because it's just so funny until you, you, you're in it, you're not even consciously thinking about it. So there's so much opportunity, not only still that I see gaps within the states who have um, took this movement to another level, but obviously I've seen so much here in Bermuda that I can be able to create things and do things here in my home. So I'm happy and excited about that too. I'm excited to see this Vita Fusions on the shelves already yeah. and in fridges and just as you were talking about going through airports and so forth it's fabulous yeah, yeah. and there, it is a growing industry the sober curious the non-alcoholic industry there's you know non-alcoholic beers and there's so much out there now which is so important for the reasons that you've stated 
The market research has shown phenomenal growth within the U.S., within the U.K. and Europe and thus far when it comes to Moxio beverages. And the part is that there are so many, well, not so many, but there's a few different areas in which you can go in. So for instance, we have what we like to say we'll call mocktails, which typically are the ones that mimic a cocktail. So you have those, what they call Francesco's or your gin and tonics and things of that nature. And then obviously you have your regular non-alcoholic beverages, which are like your sodas and your juices and things of that. And then you go into what you call functioning beverages, which have things like adaptogens and aromatics and could be your CBD infused beverages, anything that makes or alters your feeling. You have those types. So again, when I thought about that, I didn't want to mimic as a cocktail. I didn't want to provide any function to you because I think of myself and Vita is life. And so you have all of that in you already that you can just bring out and I didn't, you didn't need all of that alterations <laughs> and stuff going on. I just wanted to bring you something different, fusing different flavors together, having a burst of flavor in your mouth, not showing what it is, closing your eyes and thinking you're in Bermuda. I wanted to be able to, of course, um, putting my tourism and hospitality hat on, which never really comes off. But this is a great way to expand Bermuda's reach and people to find out about it and, and being able to say, oh, wow, I need to go based on how I want to brand my bottle so people can learn more about Bermuda as well and have those conversations about it. So it's a great opportunity. I think that I've, I fell in a nice category that's just a different from the other categories as well. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like um, the fusions that you're talking about and the flavors and maybe some of the inspiration behind them. Wow. So the fusion comes with the special syrup that I create on my own plus the flavor in which I want to create. So the syrup alone has multiple flavors in it already. And so then when you take that syrup and then you mix it with one of my creations, like I have a spicy mango, you're like, I feel like I, I taste the mango, I taste the heat, but there's some other stuff in there too. And so that creates that, that fusion. And then because the beverages are carbonated, that is a lot of <laughs> mouthfeel going on in your mouth as well. So it's one thing I like about when I, I, I talk about hospitality and tourism and in multiple of my projects is all about the five senses. If you can hit at least three of those senses, then people will remember you. And so I get you from a visual when it comes to the shimmer and the color. Um, I get you from the taste. I get you from uh, the feeling, which is the mouthfeel that you get in your mouth from the carbonation. The hearing of the portion of it because you hear it fuzzing and you pop the cap and all of that. So it's all of this you got to go through and I'm missing one, Smell. which is touch, I believe it is. That's oh, one yeah. that I, the shape of the bottle when you pick it up, it's in a cute, fancy little bottle, right? So in some shape or form, I try to hit everybody's five senses. So you don't get the regular 12-ounce bottle. You get a regular 6.8-ounce bottle, which is very cute. And, you know, for women, you can put it in your little purse, all of that sort of stuff. So I took all of this into consideration in hopes that it becomes something memorable for people. Congratulations. Yeah. You said that you came from an entrepreneurial background, but that you were late to the game. What did you mean by that? So my dad is, he was in hotel and tourism, and he basically had his own construction business. 
So he started entrepreneurship really early, had developing that. He was also an NSC Superman. Um, it wasn't a business bringing in funds, but it was something that he was doing for the homeless. And he would just create soups and entrepreneur doing that. And then my sister, Dekio, who you may know from Wild Bean Venice Days, had her own bean shop. And she has had multiple ventures. So she's had that. Then she does her pop-up. She also does kids' meals. Then she did a few other things. Now she's got a charge locker. So she's always hustling through that entrepreneur game. And she's always encouraged me. And I was just like, eh, life, got things to do. And I would just sit on these ideas. And then again, you start to think, what am I teaching my son or leaving for my son, right? Like you have an idea, you should move on it. If you have an interest, you should move on it. What does that look like? So I came up with this. Thankfully, you know, my sister has been very much supportive through this again. My family has been supportive. Um, and so that's what I meant when I'm just a late boomer. Like my sister's going through, I swear, like six, and I'm just coming up with my one. So <laughs> got to catch her up. <laughs> So do you have a notebook full of other ideas? Yes. I looked at it one time. It's so funny. So you know how you meet with people and they always say, whatever you do, great. If you do that, then you never feel like you're working. What is your thing? I was just like, what is my thing? I don't know what that is. And it's so funny that as I was going through it, and I think I was doing one of these things online where I was putting in things that I like and stuff, and they called me a creative something, something. I was like, that's what I knew. <laughs> so basically it's like, you tell me something or I just done something or maybe passed something. And all of a sudden I have ideas coming out of my yin yang. And so basically, yes, I have a full list because every time I come past something or every time I have a bright idea or somebody says something, I have multiple ideas. So I'm just needing this one to take off and the rest of it will flow. <laughs> I have a feeling this one has a really good chance of taking off, given the amount of work that you've put into it already and the research. And this doesn't sound like an idea. This is a business in the creation. And I think it's wonderful that there you were sitting on it, kind of the late bloomer. But actually, you were probably just brewing all your entrepreneurial spirit. So when it comes out, it's powerful. Just hit the mark first time. <laughs> I think you're right. They say that it's it's a time and a place for everything, right? Um, or when you do it. And we may say that, you know, we should have started earlier when we look at some of these entrepreneurs that started expanding and 15 now with influencers and things like that. And you're like, I would have just started earlier. But would I have been ready earlier? I'm not too sure. Would I have had the connections that I have now? Would I have had the mindset that I have now, the education that I have now? I don't think so. So I am with you that I think it was my time when it was my time. The idea came when it was supposed to, and everything fell into place just how it was supposed to. And I am very grateful and happy about the journey thus far. And looking forward to the future for sure. Yeah. I think the, the only real difference by starting later versus starting earlier is if you start earlier, you get more failures under your belt and then you just you learn and you grow and you keep building. So, you know, you just You've already been, you don't need to worry about all that. You're already there and there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong. And I think the majority of entrepreneurs start like in their forties. I think it's very normal to start mm -hmm. your entrepreneurial life in your forties and fifties and even sixties beyond because you've amassed that experience. Like you said, networks, confidence mm -hmm. to try to take a risk because it is risky. Yeah, it definitely is. Again, the biggest risk is just putting yourself out there. I know and that that's for me, you know, people will say that sometimes it's the money and it's all of this. 
not the way that the world is right now. The biggest risk is just literally just putting yourself out there, right? Because there's so many things you can do without putting so much money into it, right? And businesses. But for me, it was just putting myself there out there, putting myself out there for the world to know that I was doing this or to see this. Because once it's out there, everybody's just like, okay, so where can I come? Where can I go? And it's no, you know, it's really hard to turn back from there, from that. And so doing different things like BDC's Entrepreneurship Week and their Women's Conference. And then I did one communications um, project and all of that stuff. And I did BDC's podcast going viral. And then I have another project coming up real soon. But that's viral stuff. You don't know how people are going to take it. You don't know if people are going to be positive or negative. As much as you you stay focused and you stay positive, you know, the negativity can hurt a bit too, right? But you just putting yourself out there full face and just saying, hey, here I am. Here's my story. This is what I'm doing. And take me. It's very risky. (laughs) 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 It feels very vulnerable, right? It's that vulnerability. Yeah, exactly. It's your baby. Well, I have to say, and for anyone who's just listening to this versus watching it maybe on YouTube, but you must go check out her branding because Davida, I have to tell you, your branding, gorgeous. Oh my God. One thing about me, I'm definitely pro-female. That means that it doesn't mean that I don't mix with the gentleman, but I'm a total believer in just empowering each other. And my brand and my logo was done by a Bermuda who's in the UK, Shay. And she came up with it and she didn't have, it was just like, she came up with three different things. This one pointed out and I was like, oh, this was nice. And I believe it was in black and white. It was a black and white the first time I got it. And then I was like, oh, I need some colors. My personality is very bubbly. So I was like, I need some colors. I need some stuff. And then she put colors too. And I was just like, oh, I'm feeling that. And so then I talked to my best friend and she was like, well, let's try to do some baby things or something. And I was just like, okay, let's see if we can figure this out. And then it was just like, there she was. So that's how it came to be. I wanted something that if I wanted to add more to it, I could, but also something that just could stand alone, right? It was memorable. When you see it once, you kind of remember it. And so she definitely nailed it. For sure. It just speaks to you, doesn't it? And it has that cocktail-y feel about it. It looks like it could be an alcoholic brand. Absolutely. I love that it's not. fusion going through the Vita. I tell you, the first thing I see is the cocktail glass. Like the V is a cocktail glass. Like that's what stood out to me one time. And then the A is just like the upside down. So it's like the beginning and the end of a, it's got, there's a whole thing. It's a whole thing I read in that. I could definitely go and walk away. See, and this is what I'm talking about, the creative mind. You just said something and now I have something in my hand. <laughs> it's right there. It's perfect. Yeah, I will, I've been wanting to tell you for a while. I think your branding is Nobody's seen it. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Davida, what do you think would be one of the most important concepts for success? Personally, for me, the most important thing for my success, and I believe, is authentic, being authentic. Everything that I do, I try to be very authentic. From the time that you meet me, my personality, when we're talking, 
you get me. You don't get somebody else. You you get me the whole way through. I want to make sure that my product speaks to that as well, being very authentic to what it is and what it's supposed to be for you. That for me, I think has gotten me thus far and very far. And then when we start to go into other things, the most thing to create a success was know my numbers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, you know. the accountants listening will definitely be happy to hear that. It's yeah, the truth. Yeah. It's so true. Oh my God, that was like hand in hand, just bringing my authentic self every time. People meeting me and telling my story, making sure that my your customer experience is what it should be and more. I'm very huge on experiences. And so I feel like my authentic self brings that and my brand brings that. But after that, regardless of what my brand looks like, regardless of what everything, if I don't know my numbers, I, I it just wasn't moving. And so I had everything else, all the creative stuff, that's my area, right? So I had all of this, but it was just like this unanswered questions because I didn't know what my numbers were. I didn't know what it would cost me or what it would take and putting it down. The things that I shy away from because I'm not a numbers person. So for me, it was definitely the authenticness, knowing my numbers. And then, of course, we spoke before, just networking and connections. You never know who's within your circle. You never know who you will meet or who you're talking to. And so just being connecting and putting yourself out there to introduce yourself and to meet people. So I would say those are my three things to be successful. Yeah. Thanks. Do you listen to anyone? Podcasts, read books of certain authors following any? one that you want to share i again that's my time and my balance Fair. <laughs> i try to as much as i can but sometimes it's hard so i will say at the present time i don't have a particular person but as people send stuff i do try to take a minute to listen to and grab the, that information and see what I can take from it. But my goal is at some point to settle down. I have books and start reading a little bit and changing gears and stuff like that. So that is on my to-do list. Yeah, we totally hear you on that. We actually started a book club just because I need like to make reading part of my job so that I make the time to read because it's absolutely so hard to balance it all. It is. And I joined it because I've always wanted to join a book club. But I need to get into it. <laughs> and one of the things I said is always that initial step. So the fact that I joined to me is an initial step. And then what is my next step is to, to actually read the book or go look for it on audio so that I can listen to it as I'm walking to work. Everything or every success starts with one step. Oh, I think you've nailed something right there that more people need to hear. It's that action, that first step, because having a notebook full of ideas, having that idea that won't leave you and you're constantly thinking about doesn't end up anywhere unless you take action. And you've taken some amazing action that you've just told us about from the accelerators, the networking to the getting out there and sharing to getting on podcasts, talking to people, being vulnerable, sharing your thing, because it's very true. A lot of us think, if I share this thing, someone else is going to steal it, right? Have you had that fear? Oh, if, if you haven't had it, I mean, shoot, let's think about Facebook. Everybody's seen the Facebook movie, right? What did they do? They shared and brought somebody in and 
nervous. Everybody has that feeling. You want to keep your baby close to you. You don't want nobody to steal your idea. And you definitely don't want somebody who had deeper pockets than you to steal it, right? Because they can go and just do it right away. I had to get out of that. Ignite taught me that. BDC taught me that. It's like, you just can't. A BDC just threw me into the wolves because you had to do the global entrepreneurship piece. So at that point, there was like no more hiding anyways. But I had to realize that nobody's going to do it like me. I bring something different to the table with my product. And that's where my authenticness comes from. Somebody who's just out there to make money is just going to go ahead. They're going to not duplicate the beverage itself, but will probably go and just duplicate it with shimmer in the bottle. And that's fine. Okay, you go do your thing. But they're going to miss the authenticness of it. They're going to miss the customer experience in which I'm creating for every customer that picks up my beverage. The connection to you because what the market is looking for, they're looking for those connections now. I can have any drink. I can buy anything. There's some variety out there. But what is it that people are looking for? I want to be able to connect to this because that becomes my brand of choice all the time and every time. And so... I had to let that go and I put that aside and realized what my special powers were, (laughs) quote unquote, that I was bringing to the table. And then also I did my research. I knew that there was a product on the market before that had shimmer in it. And I realized why, you know, research, why they failed, why it didn't last, what's the difference and which way that I created mine to ensure that it doesn't have those same failures. I put a lot of work into my tastings and thinking of what mixes what what. But the biggest thing is that my syrup, they can't duplicate that. And so even though they go try to make a spicy mango, they're not going to have that key ingredient, which is my personalized syrup that I add to it. And so again, it's just like Coca-Cola, they keep, you know, kept that syrup close to the heart. You can go try to mimic, but it was that syrup that did it. So I don't have that feeling anymore, but it takes a minute to get over it. So my advice to people is to sit with your product, sit with what, your service and realize what that special powers that you are bringing to your table that somebody can't mimic. So they might be able to mimic the product to a certain extent, but there's things that you bring to the table that they just wouldn't be able to. Yeah. And it's so true because we're all so unique and we come from unique backgrounds and experiences. So you're a mix of your hospitality background, your mixology background, like to bring all these things together, where you're from, who you are, your personality, that's what makes Vita Fusion so special. And nobody can replicate that. And that's what people need to know, like no matter what it is you're doing, what service you have, what product you're trying to sell, it's your own secret sauce that no one else can mimic. It's just, it's exactly. yeah, it's a good thing to remember. So if you had a crystal ball and you're looking into uh-huh. it five years, 10 years from now, what do you see for DeVita and Vita Fusions? Well, I see myself on a cruise boat. Let's get that out the way first. <laughs> Look, developing more flavors <laughs> for my expanding brand, but I just want it to be a global name, right? A household name. People recognize it. People know it. People just, just, I'm empowering, empowering other people or even younger versions of myself to do it. I definitely want to be able to have my own accelerator or a program to help people specifically through the beverage industry. I want to be able to create things here in Bermuda to make it easier for people to go international within the beverage industry. So being able to set some stones down for that, but definitely being on some major shelves, some major chain line shelf shelves, Target, the Walmart, 
the Trader Joe's, and definitely, if not in conversations about how I'm expanding internationally. So yeah, I'm hoping that I have so many, like I said, so many big plans um, for it. And I just need, as a case, anybody says me, that, you know, that one or two investors <laughs> to feel my passion and feel the excitement and have it as well, because we could do some things with this. We can definitely do some things with this. Um, I'm definitely not a one and done or, or what I call it, like a one hit wonder. <laughs> I have multiple of, like I said, things of expansions and products and how to sell and stuff like that. So if anybody's listening and feels it and wants to be a part of it, let me know. Happy to sit down and talk with you and say, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up with the investing because I think that's something people don't understand that side of things in this type of industry that to go global, to be big, there has to be some investment in the start to, yeah. to have that scale. And that's, that's hard, but that's important to be, have this conversation. It is. And one thing that I've learned is that we say that we want investors, right? And then you know, we're just like, okay, I want investors, you know, give me money, this and today. Really sitting down and thinking about what that investor would look like. Just the same way that you think about your target market and you have to draft up that profile. I put together what my my profile of sort of what I imagine my investor or, or investors to be. So I, I don't want somebody who just wants to throw money at me and then are just expecting a return because they see that this can go far. I actually want... I want a buddy. I want somebody to bounce off ideas. I want this to grow together. Because if you're investing in me, then you should feel the passion and feel it too. And then when that happens and you're building that friendship or that bond or that, that business relationship, then you have the support, right? When it comes to things that you need to question and you ask and you can split things. You're on the same page because you, again, you, you value that and things of that nature. So I'm not saying I'm picky about my investors. But I would like somebody that can be more of just an investor, but more like a partner. That's what I'm looking for. Thanks, Davida. I think the investment piece is is really key. And I see that coming for you. And hopefully this is that call out to the universe for you, for the right person, that partner, whether it's a silent partner or a full in right along with you partner, the right person will come. And mm -hmm. I think you should wait for that right person because I think mm -hmm. that's going to take it to the next level. Um, and you're going to need that. Anybody who wants to scale will need to yeah. partnership. Based based on my numbers, I know I'm going to need it. <laughs> See, but knowing your numbers, like I said, that helps. And the research and just going international alone, the amount of people I've had to talk to from beverage formulation companies to distributors and to manufacturers and what's more logical big or small or closer to the east coast or far over the west coast or do i even go over to the uk it's like so many moving pieces um to put it all together so again having that investor and one that perhaps is knowledgeable within that industry would have help as well but again just the way that I'm learning, I can learn with them too. Need Shark Tank. Where's Shark Tank? Or Dragon's I, Den. The UK does Dragon's Den. I did say you did risk of putting yourself out there. I'll bet you I'm ready for a shot. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll be ready, babe. Davida, I think if you got a phone call from Shark Tank, you would be ready. I would have you to would make sure you were ready. 
Exactly. I know you wouldn't say no. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, there's fun. one question that we ask all our guests, and we would love to ask you, what do you consider resilience to be? What does resilience mean to you? Just never stopping. Just continuing. Always never quitting, getting back up. For me, I guess being resilient and, and pushing forward and moving forward and every morning waking up and just saying, I got this. I mean, there could be a few things, but for me right now, it's just the, the motivation of, again, is just getting up and doing it and being, yeah, and being just totally being resilient at it, being added continuously and constantly pitch decks and business plans and phone calls and all of just, just, just being at it, I got to do it and just kind of keep and just trucking along. Cause it, again, it can be so overwhelming. Entrepreneurship is hard, especially in the beginning stages. I don't know what it's like in the, you know, for other stages, I'm not there yet, but I, I do know it, it's hard even then seeing my sister and my dad and doing things for them. So it's, you have your easy days, but in order to continuously have more easier days, you have to continue to be resilient in what you're doing and pushing through. And so for me, it's just, again, remember my why's that I just don't feel like doing it. And I just don't. I just remember I'm thinking about my son. I got to keep him in school. <laughs> I got to you know, do this or I want to be on that cruise boat. And I'm only going to get there if I'm working for myself and just continuously being resilient. So incredibly well said because you're either building your dream or someone else's so yeah it's an amazing thing to be able to build your own dream and we yeah. have no doubt that big dreams are coming to you i'm like seriously excited to be on that cruise ship with you celebrating clinking our glasses yeah, they have a big launch on the cruise but see that's in the yes. future a big launch on there I think that's sooner than you think. I think that's coming really soon for you because I think you've get, got all the right things in place, right people in place, that investor's coming along soon. But we're going to see you in bars in New York City and grocery stores everywhere in the UK. I, I have no doubt because I really can see the, the future for this business. Um, I think you've done a great job so far. And I know you and you're amazing and I'm super excited for what's coming. So thank you so very much for joining us today. It's been a great conversation, hopefully very inspiring to anyone else that's out there that's got a notebook full of ideas. Find the one, go for it, take a chance, take that risk, start building, take that first piece mm -hmm. of action, get some mentorship. That's another great piece of advice you shared today and go for it because, hey, we've got dreams to build. Let's, let's do some big things. Thank you so much, Davida. I really appreciate your time. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. So thanks for joining us on Resilient Entrepreneurs. We're Laura and Vicky from 2 for 1. We love supporting entrepreneurs, especially with mindset, marketing, and motivation, which is why we've built an incredible community of business founders who meet weekly in the Level Up League. If you'd like to know more about it, look us up at 241branding.com. 